this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series I'm putting on each month in 2017. In the month of January, I'm going to go through 30 days to a better compliance program. So each day, I will detail some part of a compliance program that you can utilize to help you improve to have a best practices compliance program for 2017. With the operationalization of compliance mandated by the Department of Justice in the form of their Compliance Council, Wei Chin, and incorporated into the FCPA pilot program announced by the Department of Justice in April 2016, it's more important than ever that you upgrade your compliance program and show how you've operationalized. In this series, I'm going to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this series. I hope you will join me, and I look forward to this journey with you. Today, 23 of 30 days to a better compliance program. Today, answering questions. Often say that execution is where the rubber meets the road in compliance. I've thought about this in the context of pronouncements by both the Department of Justice and the Securities and Exchange Commission about what a compliance department should be doing. For instance, in the enhanced compliance obligations of the Pfizer Deferred Prosecution Agreement, it stated that a company should maintain significant resources for the compliance function. It should have an anti-corruption department providing centralized assistance and guidance regarding the implementation, updating, and revising of the FCPA procedure, the establishment of systems to enhance compliance with FCPA procedures, and the administration of corporate-level training and annual anti-corruption certification. Further, in the FCPA guidance under Hallmark No. 5 of an effective compliance program, it says a company should develop appropriate measures depending on the size and sophistication of the particular organization to provide guidance and advice on complying with the company's ethics and compliance program, including when such advice is urgently needed. Such measures will help to ensure that the compliance program is understood and followed appropriate at all levels of the company. As you know, I often talk and write about the nuts and bolts of an effective compliance program. But one of the most basic things that an effective compliance program must have is a compliance department present to answer the basic questions of compliance and give that information out to employees who inquire into them. So this means a couple of things. First of all, you have to have sufficient resources dedicated to compliance. This means that the compliance department must be staffed with an appropriate number of professionals to do the basic day-to-day work of compliance. Headcount is always important in a corporation, but there must be some minimum number of people in the compliance department to answer the phone or respond to emails. But equally important to the resource issue is providing centralized assistance, or what the FCPA guidance says is to provide guidance and advice upon complying with your company's ethics and compliance program. In other words, you've got to have somebody there to answer the phone, but once they're in the compliance department seat, they have to actually pick up the phone and respond. It's the responsibility of a compliance practitioner to provide guidance to company personnel who call in or email with questions. Following compliance policies and procedures is always important, but you must have a live person to answer questions 
or walk your employees through the process. This is an absolute must. And sometimes we forget that there needs to be someone there to answer the phone. In other words, if somebody calls, not only does a compliance person have to be there, somebody has to pick up the phone and they have to have the ability to answer the questions. How many times has a compliance department been called on a Friday afternoon to find that there's no one there to answer the phone? Or if they are there, they can't answer the question. If you don't want your compliance program to be viewed as the land of no, um, you have to be able to respond in a way that allows people to have confidence that you're going to have an answer for them. So answering the phone is having, it's really having someone there to, to answer the phone. It's answering the phone. And the final part is having the expertise to answer the question. And generally, we had not heard the department talk about expertise until the 2016 FCPA pilot program. And in prong number three of the or the remediation prong, which is prong number three, uh, written by Wei Chen, it specifically talked about compliance personnel expertise. Now, it didn't say where you had to get the expertise. It didn't say that that expertise had to be certified in a way such as the SCCE performs certifications. Certainly, that's a, a positive thing uh, to have a certification, but you have to be able to answer the question. If you've ever dealt with a corporate legal department, uh, you probably have had the frustration that, uh, one, the lawyer's not there, but two, even if they are there, they don't know the answer to the question if they answer the phone. Well, in the compliance department, it is uh, equally, uh, I should say, exponentially more important that you answer the question. Because if you don't answer the question, you're going to do several things. First of all, the employee's not going to have confidence that there'll be anyone there to answer their, their question. And they may go ahead and engage in the activity uh, without proper guidance. But I think more importantly, you um, miss the opportunity to not only educate, but communicate and develop a relationship with an employee. Because if an employee comes to you with a compliance-related problem, there's something they want to do, but they can't figure out how to do it because they can't understand the policies and procedures as they're written, that's an opportunity for you to shine with that employee. And if you can work as uh, really antithetical to what Mike Volkoff says is being Dr. No from the land of no, then you really uh, have an ally in the business unit. And finally, really from the business unit perspective, there is nothing more frustrating than thinking that a regulatory scheme such as the FCPA is something that's going to keep you from doing business and then have a compliance officer who takes that position as well, whether they do so explicitly by being Dr. No from the land of no or implicitly simply because they can't answer the question on how to move forward. So answering the phone is, I think, a very simple yet critical task for the compliance practitioner. So what are the three key takeaways? Well, number one, I've got to start with the title of 
day 23, which is answer the phone. That means you have to have a phone there to answer. You have to have a body there to answer the phone. And once the phone is answered, you have to provide competent uh, compliance advice going forward. Number two, do not be Dr. No from the land of no. Uh, Try to come up with a solution. Try to find a way to do something. I recognize that there are always going to be times when uh, compliance is, as Chuck DeRoss says, the Alamo. It's the backstop. Everything, uh, there will be a line in the sand, and that line will not be crossed. Because to cross that line could put the company in uh, legal or even significant reputational damage. Yet, if you can find a way to work a problem, if you can expedite uh, some process, if you can help a business unit personnel fill out the business justification or form that they're required to fill out in a way or give them information which allows them to do their job in compliance, you can certainly do yours. So don't be Dr. No from the land of no. And finally, uh, while certainly all of this is a good business practice, it's now moving towards a legal practice or a legal requirement because the um, FCPA pilot program remediation prong. It's now uh, required that compliance practitioners have expertise, uh, whether you demonstrate that expertise in the form of a certification or you have that knowledge. Uh, But you're going to have to find a way to show that if the regulators come knocking. And you're going to have to show that you were able to answer your employees' questions and provide advice to them, backtracking through the fact that you were there to answer the phone. And then, of course, that there was a phone to answer, which ties back into resources. It's all part of the DOJ's clear direction to operationalize compliance and having a compliance resource available to business unit personnel who can answer questions, uh, is there to answer questions and does answer questions, is certainly going to go a long way towards uh, demonstrating that operationalization. This is Tom Fox. I hope you have enjoyed day 23 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program, and I hope you'll join me for day 24. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.